I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We've been talking a lot lately about uh, education and the fact that we often teach to the average and that there is no average when it comes uh, to children and learning. And a new bill uh, talking about that very idea of how can we create maximum choice? How can we really enable parents and students uh, to be very specific in terms of what is best? It's called the Utah Hope Scholarship. And we're really pleased to be joined now by Allison Sorensen, who's the executive director and a board member for Education Opportunity for Every Child. Uh, also joining us on the line is Representative uh, Candace Perucci, who's a member of the Utah House of Representatives, of course. Uh, thanks to both of you for joining us today. Important conversation. Thanks for having us, Boyd. Wonderful. Representative, let me start with you in terms of what is in this bill. What does it look like and how will it really expand that flexibility uh, because there are no average students in Utah to get uh, students exactly what they need? Great. Thank you, Boyd. I think, if anything, these past couple of years have taught us that a one-size-fits-all approach isn't working for everyone, and we're seeing an increased appetite from parents to have more tools in their tool belt to be able to customize and tailor an education for their children that better meets their needs. And we've also seen this shift nationally. We've also seen it in Utah. In a Jan Jones poll, it showed that 69% of Utahns actually would like to see state dollars follow kids uh, their child's education path. So with that in mind, this bill is pretty straightforward. Um, it would allow parents to apply for a scholarship that would, quite frankly, really empower them in their kids' education. And it would be, it's means tested, it's based off of your income level, and it's really targeting low-income and middle-class families. That would allow them to access scholarship money that they could put towards um, uh, micro-school resources, uh, homeschool resources, uh, private school tuition, um, and and really open up the door for things that they could they could spend that on for their kids' education to better meet those needs. So I, I think it's really important, though, that we underscore that for our low income families, this is not an option right now. Um, for those who are in our high income brackets, they have this option right now. They're still paying into a, a public education system that they may not be directly accessing, but they have the discretionary cash to be able to send their kids where they want to and also um, do those those options at home. But for a low-income family, that's just not a viable option. Um, and so I think this is really important in, in creating a little bit more equity uh, in the education field and allowing those parents the opportunity to be able to make those decisions for their kids. Yeah, and Allison, let me go to you. And we know this has been uh, enacted in, in different places around the country at kind of different levels. We know down in Arizona a few years ago, I remember doing stories down there uh, that started really with some of the special needs uh, in terms of having uh, a student who maybe could benefit from some equestrian uh, experience to get more connected that way or other special uh, things that 
kids might need. From from your perspective, what have you seen around the country? What could Utah learn from that as they uh, as we try to look at how to best uh, create those options? Yeah, absolutely. Now, there are over 28 states right now considering um, legislation very similar to this. And I think as we've looked historically, um, as these programs have grown and, and kids have used them, it's been super powerful. And lots of times um, we look and we say, well, what about, you know, this or that? And parents typically opt into these programs for safety and mental health reasons. It's actually their number one reason that they opt into programs like this. And then the second falls off with like academic quality, but they don't look at test scores for academic quality. Interesting enough, they're really looking at teacher quality and class sizes and curriculums. And I think the biggest thing kind of you said is we actually do have um, a scholarship program right now for students with special needs. Um, my, my oldest child actually uses that program. He's on the autism spectrum mm. and obviously requires, you know, some kind of extra help and yeah. one-on-one attention. And so we've been able to use that program. For him, he's on a, in a two-on-one class right now and has extra reading therapy. And for the first time, he's finally nine years old, he can read. Yeah. And so that's been a huge blessing. But then I look at my other kids um, who are either really, I have another kid who's super gifted. You know, he's in first grade and he's reading at a fourth grade level. And he's somebody who kind of falls in the cracks when we're looking at classes with 30 plus kids. And if he's not challenged, he kind of falls and he can become a disruption in other things. And even when I talk with, with teachers about this, they look at it too and they feel bad that they can't help those kids on, you know, that are either academically excelling or that are falling behind. Yeah. And when I've talked to them about this, they actually get excited about it because they're like, that would be awesome because I know I'm not able to help them. And if they had another option to be able to go somewhere else and get the help they need, the teachers are excited about that too. Yeah, I, I think that's so important. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you pointed out that this is not just for those who may have some some special needs or some learning needs or who have fallen yeah. behind, but also for those who are excelling and, and moving ahead. And, and really it is about tailoring uh, these programs uh, to the best interest of the students, uh, what's best for them, what's best for their families. Uh, Representative Perucci, I wanted to ask you, of, of course, the, those that are critical of this kind of program, uh, one of the big worries seems to be around uh, the fact that this would take money out of public schools, especially schools in poor areas uh, and campuses that might need it the most. What's the right balance point for that? So I think it's important to to clarify that this is not a straight voucher system. It's not a straight voucher program. School vouchers take public funds directly to a private school tuition. This is much more similar to an educational saving account. But I think what's also different and important um, in 2022 is that we had the passage of Amendment G, which guaranteed funding and growth in public education, something that our education community hasn't had on the table ever before. And so I think it's really important that that's underscored that the education budget is guaranteed um, with growth by state law. And it, 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 in my opinion, it's an insurance policy for them. I also think we've built some safeguards into this bill. Let's say a student were to leave um, from their public school classroom in the middle of the school year and go and access this HOPE scholarship option. That money that was already accounted for them um, through the WPU would stay with the school for the duration of that mm. academic year. So I think it's important that we do note that. And I will say we as a legislature have tried very hard, particularly the past few years, to be very generous to education funding. I know we're considering another 5-plus percent increase in education spending um, to our public schools. And so 
To me, we have to take a holistic approach to education. We need to take care of our current public education system, but we also need to be aware of of other opportunities that we may not be providing to our taxpayers that they should have access to to better meet the needs of their kids. Uh, fantastic. Allison Sorison, the uh, executive director and a board member of Education Opportunity for Every Child, Representative Candace Perucci, of course, a member of the Utah House of Representatives. Thanks to both of you uh, being able to tailor, again, recognizing there are no average students. Everyone has some uniqueness and being able to apply funds, whether it's for tutoring, uh, whether it's for unique uh, learning opportunities, education pods, online programs. Uh, all of those things is an important discussion uh, that we can and should be having up on Utah's Capitol Hill. Uh, thanks again to both of you for joining us today. Thanks, Boyd. Appreciate it. Thank you, Boyd. All right, we're going to step aside for one last commercial break. And when we come back, some final thoughts on a Tuesday. Stick around. You're listening to KSL News Radio. I'm Boyd Matheson. More inside sources coming up next. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.